Hi, welcome back to Book Buzz with Jan and Payne, a podcast focused on romance books. Today, we have the pleasure of having USA Today best-selling author, Devney Perry. We're going to be talking about her amazing books, unforgettable characters, and so much more. It's such an honor having her with us today. Her books are some of our favorites. They're packed with all the feels and all the angst that you love in a book. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being with us today. Um, it's such an honor to have you here. I'm like literally really nervous. Oh, um, <laughs> um, how are you doing today? I'm good. Good. It's um, been just a normal busy day. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us. I, it's like I said, it's such an honor. I've been a fan of your books for like ever. It's, I remember the first book I read of yours was the Copper Smith Farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that, was my, that was my first book I remember <laughs> I, I think I you had just released you were about to release tragic and okay. I love the cover so I went to Goodreads and I looked that all of your the books you had released so I started off with the first one and then I ended up catching up before you released tragic and okay. I since then like Jess has been my favorite hero oh, it changed it recently changed but it, <laughs> he is I remember for the longest time I don't know it was just something about him and then after that I just kept reading your books and it's all of your books and I feel like every podcast that we have we always mention you because you're literally the queen of small towns the queen of amazing sexy heroes like the queen of romance books for us and it's oh thank you like I said it's so amazing to have you here with us well thank you I'm so excited we can chat and talk about whatever you guys want (laughs) well so I actually have to I I'm pretty sure I said a few times on my Instagram page how I said you were the one who got me into small towns mm-hmm. because Tinsel was actually my first book I picked up from you. I remember seeing the cover and I was like, Jan, have you read, have you read Devney Perry's books? Because I love this cover so much. And then Jan came to Book Bonanza. I don't remember what year, probably two years ago. No, it was Holiday with the Bells. I think it was the first Holiday with the Bells in Dallas. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Okay. Okay. Then, um, so I asked Jan to pick up tinsel for me. And so I ordered tinsel and then Jan picked it up and then she shipped it to me. And oh my gosh, ever since then, I've been picking up all of your books and I love, love them so much. Thank you. Like they seriously, I don't know how you do it, but every single book touches me especially the runaway roads and runaway series i love that that series yes i don't i don't know what you did but that series seriously (laughs) it is epic i love everything i think the word home is just it just touches everyone's heart so it means a lot to me and i love that series so much so thank you for writing that amazing series me too it's funny that one started off as a total side project that whole series was not planned um mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend and I was in, I had started the tin gypsy series and I was into those and you know they're a little like they're more mystery and suspense mm-hmm. kind of based mm-hmm. and they're they're also long they're like you know 95,000 words yeah so it takes me you know it takes me quite a little while to write those mm-hmm. and I was like gosh I really just want to do something that's maybe just kind of on the side, like a little bit of a palate cleanser in between that's maybe not quite as, you know, plot centric and mystery focused. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what if I wrote, you know, this book and I kind of like explained the concept for Runaway Road. She was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. And again, like they were totally just supposed to be a little side palate cleanser for me. (laughs) And I ended up loving them so much. I just looked forward to each writing each one um, and doing them all a little bit differently and just kind of connecting them from the beginning to the end. So they were really fun. I loved those ones. Have you done a road trip or how did you come up with that road trip idea? Cause it's like, it's 
it, it's the, technically the car doing the road trip to pass it <laughs> on through, you know, Heron through Heron. How did you come up with that idea? Um, you know, I, I honestly don't remember. Um, <laughs> I think I, I knew I wanted to do something that was a little bit different and not all my books typically are set in Montana. That's where I'm from. Um, I love Montana, but I wanted to do something that was a little bit different and um, it kind of followed. I didn't think of this at the time, but then like once somebody brought it up, I was like, oh yeah, um, that Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants show or books mm-hmm. too. Um, I never read them. I think I only watched the first movie, but anyway, um, that one I thought was so, when someone kind of pointed that out, I was like, oh yeah, it is kind of like that. Just like a baton kind of handing off. Um, and it didn't really start out that way. Like when I started Runaway Road thinking about it, it wasn't gonna, she wasn't going to give the car to the next person. Um, but then about halfway through, I was like, okay, I kind of want this car to just continue. <laughs> I think for from that series, Dotted Lines has to be my favorite. And I think it's because you built this anticipation around Carson that I was dying to know more about him. And yeah. once we got to know him, he kind of broke my heart during towards the <laughs> end um, when we find out um, about his life and everything. But I feel I love that book just because we finally meet this person who everybody we get bits and pieces of him and then at the end we meet him I he's my favorite from that series I feel that the last book is it closes everything off perfectly for that whole journey yeah and that's that's really what I wanted because he was kind of you know the only boy who lived with them at the time like when they were kids and I just thought it would be fun to kind of give give a little bit of a um, you know, that book's written in a little bit of a different way than um, my other stuff. It's got, it's almost like half of a YA book and half of a contemporary <laughs> book kind of sandwiched together. Um, but I had a lot of fun doing that and kind of doing a glimpse, you know, so many, so many of the previous books, they all reference, you know, these kids who ran away and they were living in this junkyard and what that was like, that I wanted to just give that a little bit more depth so that was a fun book to write it was it was very different and um I kind of like that about it usually the books that I feel like are different for me are the ones that I look back on most well it it was amazing but going back a little bit to when you started writing how I know you said the coppersmith farmhouse was the first book you released how Mm -hmm. was it how did you come up how did you push yourself to publish that first book how did you come up with the idea of the book did you always wanted to write romance? No, it was really, a, I started on a whim, a total whim. Um, so I was um, living in Montana. Um, my husband was traveling a ton and I had um, my a three-year-old and then I had just had a baby. Um, so my youngest was three months old. And bef- when I was pregnant with him, I was reading a ton um, because my hub- husband traveled so much. Um, you know, when I was pregnant, I knew that I wasn't gonna, we had just moved back to Montana and I didn't want to find a job. Um, I thought that would be kind of weird. Hey, hire me, but I'm going to need maternity leave <laughs> in like three months. So, um, I was reading all the time, like anything you could give me, I would read it. Um, I was reading probably about a book a day, sometimes a book and a half a day. <laughs> no, it was just what I did because I had just quit working and, I went from a a demanding job that was, you know, a lot of hours kind of running Mach 3 to doing nothing. And it was really weird mentally um, to go from, you know, having a lot to challenge me and, and, and stimulate my brain to just playing with Legos all day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the stay at home moms. I could not do it. It was not for me. Um, And so after I had my youngest, you know, I was sitting around one day and I, I had been in a really bad reading funk where everything I picked up, I just wasn't really liking. And I was talking to my best friend and I was like, what if I just tried to write my own book? And she said, sure, you should do it. And it was a Wednesday and I picked up my laptop and I wrote half of a chapter at that point, um, which I'm sure every single word of that probably got changed. Uh, <laughs> but 
I just kept going. And I had done some writing, like business style writing. So um, not creative writing at all. I didn't go to college for that. I went to college for agricultural business and economics. So nothing writing related. Yeah. I took the minimum, minimal English class requirements. So it was kind of just a fun experiment. Um, that's really how I approached it. Uh, honestly, once I finished, I was like, that's cool. Like, this was really fun. I, I loved writing it. Um, and I wasn't sure what would happen, but I got an editor and I sent it to her and she absolutely ripped it to shreds, um, <laughs> which is what it needed. So, you know, we just kind of went back and forth until it got to where I was happy with it. And, you know, I didn't have any expectations. I just published it and went for it. And it, it, it was such a fun process writing that book that even before I had published it, I'd started the second one. You know, again, I had no expectations that anything would come from it. I just liked doing it. So that's kind of where it all started. I love that. With my baby in a bouncer. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey Mouse on in the background. (laughs) Well, I love that. Because like I mentioned, I love that book. I love Jess. He is so, for me, he's this very alpha, sexy, I don't know. I just love everything about him. The way he goes... um, Cause when we meet him, he's very moody. He's very mean. He's yeah, very he's mean. <laughs> yes. And then he ends up becoming like this teddy bear that all you just want to do is like hug him because he's so protective. So how did you come up with, cause I always say that your heroes are some of the, my, like my favorite, like there's something about them that they're just so like amazing to read. So how did mm-hmm. you come up with that? hero and actually how do you come up with your heroes because like I said like me and Peng always talk about how they're impossible not to love (laughs) well thank you um I don't know honestly like I think if if somebody talked to me like that in real life I probably would be like what (laughs) (laughs) excuse me um um, but like in my fictional characters I love it I love reading about it um so I don't know. I always, I always, I think in my reading life, I fell for the guys who were like kind of grumpy and um, just really bossy and, and yes. kind of pain in the butt. Um, but I liked them when I was reading. And again, like, I think if my husband ever talked to me like that, I'd be like, are you, what's going on? Like, I don't know. Um, but I love reading characters like that. And so a lot of it was just came from, you know, who I, who I like to read and it's just kind of just how they come out, I guess. Is that, I mean, that's kind of weird. It's weird to explain my creative process because most of the time I'm like, I don't know, that's just how they sound in my head. So. Well, we all love, um, grumpy, moody heroes. So they're the best. So keep, (laughs) keep them coming because we, it's all about them for us. Um, for for some of the people who haven't picked up your book, which one would you recommend for first readers? Um, I always think that the birthday list is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that book. It's one of my favorites. Um, if somebody wants something that's a little bit lighter, um, mm-hmm. Runaway Road's a great spot to start. I think it's very telling of how I write, although the heroes... Um, like the hero in that one isn't super grumpy. He's just a good guy, which sometimes I really like writing too. Um, I like to kind of go all over the place. I don't think I, I can't think of any two books of mine that are um, the same. Like I don't ever, I don't have a formula if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. I just write as they come into my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think those two are good ones to start. Um, Tattered is another one of my favorites. Again, kind of different um a setting it's it's kind of tropey you know it's got a surprise kid and a billionaire and small town montana so that one's kind of fun Mm -hmm. so and then if you do like mystery and suspense um which i do i read a lot of that in my own Mm -hmm. thing nora roberts is one of my all-time favorites her um romantic suspense books i 
just the day they come out. That's what I do as I read those. <laughs> um, so if you like romantic suspense, then Gypsy King is a good spot to start too. I, I love that. And I agree because with the, um, the 10 Gypsy series, I remember when you first announced you were going to start that series. I don't read a lot of MC. I love like Sons of Anarchy and I love shows like that, but I don't tend to read a lot of MC. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, like, what's... what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one. I got that email a lot. Like, what are you doing? Don't no, worry. because I was, <laughs> I was like, I trust her. I'm going to read it no matter what. But it's, I was like, okay, it's MC. But going into it, I don't consider it an MC to Me say. Neither. Um, yeah, it has the motorcycle, um, little feeling and little thing to it, but I don't consider an MC and it's a lot of mysterious suspense to it. And that's mm -hmm. what me and Payne were talking about last time, how that those books are like, they keep you on the edge of your seat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I really liked writing them. I agree. I do not consider those like a traditional motorcycle club book. Mm -hmm. Um, people that are, you know, say, oh, I don't really like MC books. I'm like, well, this isn't really an MC. It's kind of like mm -hmm. after Sons of Anarchy when everybody, you know, yes. all, the, all the things happen. It's like after that. <laughs> um, so not to spoil that show for anyone who hasn't watched it. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it was different. And, you know, it kind of came from when I wrote The Clover Chapel, which is the second book in the Jameson Valley series. There was an MC element to that one, very, very slight, just a family connection. And I always knew, I was like, oh, I want to write this um, because I actually used to read a ton of MC books. I loved them. I went through just this MC phase where that's that's all I would read. Um, <laughs> and then I moved on to something else, but that's kind of how I read as I go through these little spurts of genres um, and tropes. So anyway, that was kind of where that came from. Um, but then when I sat down and I was ready to write Gypsy King, I was like, I, I just, I knew that I wanted it to be something different and something unique. And that's kind of how I decided to do it. Um, kind of the premises after their MC fell apart, kind of who, where these mm -hmm. men landed and kind of their found family. Which from all your series, um, which has been series or book, which has been the easiest and hardest to write? Like how much research do you put into each series? Um, you know, I don't typically research a ton beforehand. Like I will research with every book um, as I'm going. So as I'm writing, if I come across something, I'm like, oh, well, I should probably look into that. Usually it happens when I'm like, what's her job going to be? Or what's his job going to be? <laughs> Um, and I start researching, um, you know, jobs. And so I'll do that with everyone. Um, you know, before a series starts, I usually plan out how many books it's going to have. Um, I really like to have titles planned before I start writing a series. I really like to have the covers done if I can. Um, something about having a cover done and the title, I don't know why, but it just, it makes me want to write that book so much more. And it just kind of gives me like a visual of where I'm going. So I think probably the easiest series to write um, was probably my first one, the Jameson Valley one, I'm sorry. Um, and that's probably just because it was the first one, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. um, people always say, oh, your first books are the easiest to write. And it's totally true. Um, and a lot of that's just because it was an experiment. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was sitting down and um, there were no deadlines in those days and there was no, <laughs> um, there were no expectations. It was just kind of um, plugging along. And I think too, when you're first starting out, it's, it's like a blank canvas. Um, now when I start new books, I'm like, okay, what haven't I done? Um, and I think I'm like 30 books in. So the list just starts to get a little bit smaller and smaller of, you know, okay, how can I, I already did second chance or I did this. How can I make it different than, you know, the first book? Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of, I think that's why I'd pick that one. The hardest series to write is probably, um, I would say probably the Mason Jar series, the birthday list and letters to Molly. Um, just because they're a little bit more on the emotional side. Um, mm -hmm. And 
that it's like drains. It was draining for me. I really liked them. I'm there. Those are probably two of the books I'm, um, I always recommend. I probably refer to them the most. Um, but they like kind of sucked it out of me. Oh, they make me cry, especially letters to Molly. Oh, I mm-hmm. bawl my eyes out and I reread it. I think like two times and I, the second time I still like was crying and it's funny, me and Ping were talking about this again the other day. It's for Letters to Molly, we, I don't read cheating books. Mm-hmm. Like I try to avoid them. So that's why when that one was released, I, it took me a while to pick it up because of the way it is and everything. But we picked, well, I picked it up and it was not at all how I thought it was going to be. It was mm-hmm. Not at all. And it was very different because we're used to books where usually we always see where the guy is the cheating, the one that's cheating. And this one is the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. So for me, Letters to Molly was so different, but it was so beautiful. I loved it. It's still one of my favorite books. And I don't like, I don't like cheating books. That one, it's, it's phenomenal. Like it's, I cannot describe how much I loved it I did cry a lot but (laughs) it was amazing me too (laughs) no that's why that one was so hard that one in the birthday list my husband would come home and I had the kids and he was like um are you okay (laughs) I just look at him and say no I'm not (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) and how did you come up with that series idea like how did that come well, the birthday list, um, so I have a birthday list um, that I started, well, I must have started when I was 22, um, so like 20 years ago, um, to date myself, not quite 20 years, <laughs> but I had a birthday list, and it was just, um, I mean, it's like a bucket list, but I set things out to do before specific birthdays, um, because I didn't want to get to you know, my retirement age or whenever, and look at this daunting list of things and feel like I hadn't done anything until I was 60 years old. Um, And so I set out these things. And at the beginning, they were really little. Um, It was stuff that I knew I wouldn't make time to do for myself, um, unless it was like a goal, if that makes sense. So like one of them was a karate class. I wanted to take karate. So I enrolled in a karate school. And I ended up like I was there for 10 years. Um, I taught karate for years and then I took a little vacation when I had to move. Um, And then I went back and I got my black belt. It was just kind of one of those things that I never would have done had I not written it down in my list. And so that kind of inspired me to do that for the birthday list. And when I wrote that book, I was very set on not writing um, Molly's book. Um, and in Molly's book, I was, well, I wasn't going to write it. I just, that was it. The birthday list was all by itself. And then I woke up one night. Um, I think my, one of my kids had probably woken me up or something as kids do. And, um, I just had this idea about these letters. Um, and I was like, I, I don't know why it just came to me. And then it, it was literally middle of the night. And I was like, well, I'm going to write letters to Molly. I had the title, I had the premise, I had the idea for it all. Some random night when I, thanks to my, one of my boys. So <laughs> that one came from. <laughs> I seriously think letters to Molly. I don't know. There's something about it that it just hit you to the core. Like the way how he with how he went through and how she regretted, I don't know. Just thinking about it gets you emotional because it <laughs> it is a, a like Jan said. I don't pick up cheating, but I I try to avoid and stay away from those because it just hurts. Because even if it, even if it's not me, though I can just re- reading those words kind of just hit me in the core. And so I don't know. Letters to Molly is a very special book and I love that book and I love the birthday list. I seriously think the hero was the I th- I have to say he's your sweetest hero ever 
and the mm-hmm. birthing this because he was with her through every single thing that she wanted to do. He was there for her. And that I maybe you should go back to that world because that <laughs> world was so awesome. I, I love that world. We need to think of somebody else. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like he that hero Cole is probably the sweetest. Um mm-hmm. but I feel like that like that was very intentional mm-hmm. because like he couldn't be a jerk. You know, like she had enough going on. She didn't need to deal with a jerk too. So yeah. <laughs> Um, going back a little bit, how long does it um, usually take you to write a book? Uh, it depends on how long they are. So mm-hmm. um, for my, like the Tin Gypsy books, which are, again, they're like 95 to 100,000 words. Um, those are, those usually take me like two months, like a good solid two months to crank those out. The Runaway books, which were, you know, 55 to 60,000 words. Mm-hmm. I do those in a month. Those ones kind of just came out really fast. And I think mm-hmm. because they were shorter and because they were that um, kind of light, fun, mm-hmm. I say light and fun, even though like, I don't think they're necessarily light <laughs> books. Mm-hmm. Like I don't consider Wild Highway a light book. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That was my favorite in the series. Um, and dotted lines too like those aren't really light books um but I, when I talk about it, I'm like oh yeah they're light and fluffy and I had some my tears day. would not agree <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> somebody the other day was like uh I don't think you're very good at describing your own books <laughs> you're absolutely right about that um <laughs> so those ones were faster those ones took me about a month um right now like for my Will and Ash books and for the Eden series which I'm writing they take about six weeks so that's kind of that's kind of where I like them is that six week mark mm-hmm. and I know you mentioned how you had like to have your covers ready before you start the book how do you come up with the idea for the cover if you because I know mo- like um some authors talk about how they ha- like to have the book done that way they can refer it to the cover Mm-hmm. How do you come up with the idea for the cover? Like, how do you do that without the story, your story being done? Um, usually because I'll, I'll come up with titles um, for the series as a whole, because I like the titles to be um, kind of cohesive. So I'd say the exception to every one of my rules, quote unquote rules, um, is my first series because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I just made that one up as I went along. The rest of them though, I usually um, planned a little bit better. So like the Runaway series, like those, I had all the titles lined up. I wanted them all to have to do with a road um, because of the premise for the book. Um, the Tin Gypsy series, I wanted that to kind of have like a, like a royalty type of edge to the titles. So I knew what all of those would be. Um, and I try to roughly plan like how many books I'll have in a series, like um, the Eden series. Those are all um, like a color and a location. So like Indigo Ridge, the second one's called Juniper Hill. Um, the third one's called Garnet Flats. So they all have like a little bit of a, like a color scheme. And then the, co- the covers themselves are the color. Um, so that's kind of how I started with those. And then, you know, where I come up with cover ideas, um, it depends. Uh, a lot of times I'll be on Pinterest and I will browse like just art, artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like artsy covers, which I'm sure you can tell. Um, <laughs> I like to be a little bit different. None of them are very, um, they don't really scream romance novel, <laughs> which has its ups and downs. Um, but I just, I really like creative artwork. I really like unique covers. Um, I read a lot of fantasy and I collect a lot of fantasy. So sometimes my covers will have a little bit of a, almost a fantasy vibe, um, just because that's what I tend to gravitate towards myself. Well, I love your covers. I think your covers are some of the best covers. I am obsessed with the Tin Gypsy covers, Tinsel, what that cover is so it's so perfect it's so I don't know like you mentioned fantasy it's you know it makes you like you see it and it's my sister because she's not into reading my older sister 
And I had the books in my shelf and I had that one facing, facing my bed. And my sister's like, oh, can I have that book? I was like, you don't, you don't even know what it is. She's like, but the cover is so pretty. <laughs> she literally ordered it on Amazon and has it on her little shelf, but she has that cover. She bought that book and she has that cover sticking out on her shelf. Cause she's like, it's so dreamy. It's so pretty. And I love your covers. I think your covers, they give you that feel and it's, it's funny how you say that you get them before you write the book, but it's when you finish the book, it's like the cover fits perfectly mm-hmm. for that story. Well, I, thank you. I, I mean, and I make sure that it does because that is important to me um, that everything kind of matches. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I like artsy covers. That's what I mm-hmm. typically buy. Like there's a lot of times people are like, have you read this book? And I'm like, Oh, the one with the pretty cover. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have it on my shelf. <laughs> um, so I know a lot of people, including myself, maybe I should just say I want some <laughs> next generation books. And I I I think someone asked you before to see if you're gonna write the second generation for the runaway um mm-hmm. series because that ending where everyone was together. And especially with the Ten Gypsy series, everyone was together with their kids. Are you thinking about writing any second generation for any of your series? Uh, I don't have any plans to right now. I mean, maybe. I'm kind of one of those, like, you never know, maybe. Um, if it is, it'll be a while. I personally don't read a lot of next-gen books. Um, I usually stick with, like, the main ones. The biggest struggle I have is that all those characters and all those kids, they're mm-hmm. still kids in my head. Um, <laughs> you know, like Charlie from Tattered. Like, she's still a kid. Like, she's <laughs> always be like that kid in my head. And some of that is because I, I base so many, like, mannerisms um, off of my own kids, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know... I think of all the kids in, I'm trying to think like in epilogues in like the Bitterroot Inn, some of the things that like usually the kids dialogue um, is a direct reflection of what either my kids did or were doing at the time. Um, you know, like in Coppersmith Farmhouse, Rowan, her personality was my son's. Um, <laughs> so like to a T. Uh, the things that she did is because he just was sitting right there doing them for me. And I said, hold on, I need to write that down. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's hard. Um, and when like thinking about them, like to me, like I say, they're still their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that'll change someday. Um, you know, as my kids grow, as a little bit of time passes between when those books came out. Um, but yeah, it's a maybe a solid, maybe. <laughs> Which is probably not and, the answer you wanted. <laughs> um, and I know that um, for, we spoke a little bit about Willa Nash. Um, how did you decide to create that pen name? How did the idea for Willa Nash come? Well, and I for wanted, that whole series. Um, I, I wanted to have some books in KU, in Kindle Unlimited. Um, and it's tricky to, for, um, someone who, who like me p- pushes them onto all platforms for readers who read on Apple and who read on, um, you know, Kobo or Barnes and Noble or Google. Um, anytime I would pull a series and put it in Kindle Unlimited, it would be, I'd get emails from people who were like, Hey, I was in the middle of that series. Like, <laughs> can you put my books back please? Um, and that's hard to hear. Like, I don't ever want to stop anyone from reading. Like I know that I go on binges and you know it's it's I have a poor memory these days um also something I blame on my children (laughs) and if I don't kind of keep going in a series it makes it hard for me to remember what's going on Uh and um so that was just kind of something that I said you know I just I don't like doing that I don't like pulling books in and out of these retailers like I I want to be very consistent um but at the same time I had a lot of people who were like hey I can't, especially during COVID, um, who couldn't afford to buy a $5 book. Um, but they are, were paying for Kindle Unlimited. And so to me, it was kind of like, 
the best of both worlds where I can leave my books for the people who are reading on other devices on, on them. And then also have something to offer the people who really prefer to read books in Kindle Unlimited. Um, so that's where that came from. Uh, the name itself, Will and Ash, um, my kids' names are Will and Nash. So I love that. <laughs> when I yell in my house, I yell Will and Ash. <laughs> and it sounds like Will and Ash. So <laughs> and my oldest who can read now, his he's his name is Will. And of course he picks up the first book. He's like, You changed my name to Willa? It's <laughs> like, not you. Calm down. <laughs> I love that. And how did you come up with this uh the series that you're doing under Will and Ash? Because I it's so it's still your small town that you've written with definite period, but it feels so different yet. It's, I loved it. I love that series. The bluff, the brazen are still some of my favorite. Um, I can't pick between the bluff or the brazen. <laughs> um, it's like that series to me is one of my favorites. It's so, it gives you that warm feeling to where you're, I remember when I picked up the bluff, I could, I read it through. I could not stop. Same with the brazen. I read through it the whole night. So it's like, how did you come up with that series? Cause yeah, it's, you're still writing it, but it feels a little bit different, but it still oh. has that warm Devney Perry small town feeling. Well, I, I mean, really, I wanted something that was kind of like more famous in the light books. Um, that's kind of where it started. Like the town's very similar um, and it's because that, so the real life town, which was my inspiration for the Jameson Valley books is, um, it's my dad's hometown. It's where I went a ton when I was a kid. Um, it's just like a real, it's a very personal, very special place to me. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to write any more in the Jameson Valley series, but I was like, I'm not quite done with that setting. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's kind of how I decided on that as, um, as the town and you know, the books, they're just kind of, um, I don't know. I, I think they're still me. Um, I mean, it's me, there's only one of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of it could be just that, um, you know, like the bribe I think is very, like, it's just very neat. You know, that's a very Devney book, which is what I wanted. I didn't want any surprises um, with a brand new pen name. You know, the bluff is a little bit angstier um and I don't write a ton of angsty books um sometimes I do sometimes I don't it totally depends on what the character is in my head again like I don't I don't really have a formula I just kind of show up every day and <laughs> you're the bus um and you know that book's a little bit angstier um but then like, and then the one book I wrote after that because that's some of it too is I don't write in order so some of it just depends on where I am and what I'm doing um, and kind of, you know, my mood at the time. And, and some of those are just, it's just a timing thing. Like um, the book I just, I'm writing right now is not angsty at all because the one I just finished beforehand was kind of edge of your seat. So it just kind of depends on where I'm at. Um, but those ones have been fun. It's a fun group of characters. Um, it's kind of a, a, like I say, it's a little bit of a throwback to the Jameson Valley kind of vibe um which has been a lot of fun for me it's like starting over again almost well I'm so excited for the bully I think I've told you that I am dying for that one like I'm trying to figure out what's gonna happen in that book because I like the little things that you wrote in the brazen mm -hmm. and it's funny because me and Payne talked about it when we finished reading the book we're like okay what if this happens what if this happens? What if this is going on? And I am like dying for that book. I'm so excited mm -hmm. for it. I'm excited too. It's been really fun. Um, I'm writing two books at once right now and that's one of Gosh. them. So um, yeah, <laughs> how I mean, do you keep up? How do you do from one book to the other? I made some bad planning decisions in 2020. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't we all? Um, 2020 was kind of a a little wrench in my my plans mm -hmm. um but yeah it's um it's been really fun it's a fun one to write the the premise is fun um it gives you a little bit of a glimpse to like 
their past that's not it's kind of done in a fun little unique way so I'm excited for that one I think you guys will like it I'm excited I'm always excited oh your books are always on my most anticipated list always (laughs) so for the calamity uh, Montana series how many books is it going to be in that series do you have any rough idea of it yet I don't know. So I, there'll be at least five. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's three out right now. Then the bully comes out in March and then there'll be um, one more for sure. Um, I'm maybe more than that. I don't know. Um, I have seven covers, so oh, wow. I may or may <laughs> not do all seven. I might um, do a couple short stories just because they're mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um but Savannah, who is the daughter from The Bluff, the second book, mm-hmm. hers will be the last one. So however many there are, hers is the last one. So it, she might be number five. She might be number six. She might be <laughs> number seven. I don't know yet. I'm dying for her book. And I really, like, I want to say I, I want to read it, like, really soon. But I want it to be seven books. <laughs> so- <laughs> okay, I got it. but I'm I'm so excited for that one I loved her in the bluff I thought she was because for me the bluff there's just something about how when you write a single parent I love your single parent books and I think I've mentioned this before it's your kids are always the best thank you (laughs) I'm my own so thanks (laughs) and so he's too old I don't have teenagers (laughs) um so it's it, well, it's gonna be fun watching you write whenever your kids are teenagers so I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> I'm counting on them to make me hip again because I'm not hip anymore <laughs> I was on TikTok and I was like I think I'm too old for TikTok <laughs> it's funny because I don't know anything about TikTok and my little cousin who's like nine years old I'm texting her I'm like how do you do this? She's like on TikTok all the time. And I tell Pam, like, she's my go-to when I have a TikTok question. <laughs> yeah. That's what I need. I need my kids to step it up so that I can not worry about that stuff anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm so excited for hers because when we saw her in the bluff, she was very, she was very closed off. And mm-hmm. I felt like she was hiding so much inside her that we didn't get to see. So I'm, I'm very excited to see and read her book. I loved her. She made me cry in a, in a certain scene in the bluff. So I'm very excited, <laughs> but I do want seven books. So it's going to be worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm so noted. We'll see. Like I say, I just, um, Kerrigan's sister, Lark, she might get a book. She might be the fifth book. And then we'll see. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. Usually I kind of figure out what the next book in the series is going to be when I write the one before it. So, Well, I can't wait Um, for your diving into the Tin Gypsy series. Mm -hmm. So with Tin Queen, which I loved, I thought it was an amazing book to end the series. Thank you. I loved Nova. She was very mysterious. She was very, um, not what I expected. Yeah, so, that's what I hope that people give her a chance. I think, um, yeah, she's very unexpected. And yes, um, I think that's probably the best way to describe her. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember when I finished reading Fallen Jester, which it's my favorite. I, I love that book. Um, I remember I finished it and I told Penny, I was like, I don't know how I feel about Nova. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like her. <laughs> I know. I was, but I'm like, just wait. Give yes. Her, give her a chance. And, and when she we read up. Tin Queen, she is the complete opposite of what I thought she was. Emmett, it's still this, because we get glimpses of him. I think we see more of him in Fallen Jester of how he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that we really don't see his true self and how he is until we read his book. Cause we yep. dive more into how he's feeling 
And he's very, from what I took of it, he's very, now that everybody's with kids and married, he's very lonely. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, I loved when they meet. It's, it's, I was dying. It's, I don't know. I feel that 10 Queens started off with a bang and it just kept you up. Like the anticipation, you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, when is the bomb going to explode? It's, it's very good. So how did you come up with that plot to where, um, how you ended Fallen Jester, bringing in Nova to how mm-hmm. you came up with the plot for um, Tin Queen? So actually, so I planned, I'm trying to say this in a way that's not too much of a spoiler. Um, so Nova is the daughter of Emmett's enemy. That's probably the easiest way to say it. Um, and I had planned that from the beginning. So when I wrote, like when I was sitting down and figuring out how many books there was going to be, typically what I'll do is I'll, I'll plan like the tropes for each one. <clears throat> typically I say, sometimes I don't, but usually I did for that series where I knew, um, the first one was going to be enemies to lovers. The second one was going to be a marriage of convenience because I knew I wanted that to be Isaiah's story from tragic. Um, you know, the third one, a jilted bride, the fourth one kind of, a um, like stranded together. And then fifth one, a surprise pregnancy. And then the sixth one, like an enemies to lover, but almost like a, almost a forbidden romance too. Mm-hmm. um, kind of daughter of the enemy. Mm-hmm. So I knew from the beginning that she was, she was going to get with him because, um, I, gosh, it's tricky to talk about your books and not split. <laughs> um, because there we go. Just because I'm going to give you the, the mom answer. <laughs> I said so. Um, because, <laughs> because, um, I just knew how I wanted, I knew how I wanted the whole series to end, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, I knew the beginning and where they started and I knew the tropes going into kind of how I wanted to lay them out. And I knew how I wanted the series to wrap up, which is the epilogue. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, like I kind of always had that in my head. Um, And that's why I wanted to, that's kind of how she came about is I always knew that she would be in the last book. Well, I loved her. I love, I actually, I love the book because it's very, it's not what you expect. And I really want people to pick it up because it's, she surprises you. Mm -hmm. She, and Emmett for me is so sweet. He had me like smiling and swooning throughout like the whole book because you, you just love him. He's such he cares so much. And that's what I was saying. So from the previous books, you only get glimpses of how he is. And mm-hmm. then once you dive into his book, you see the side of him that you didn't really expect this, you know, tough man to like feel the way he is. I, I He was so, I don't know, like he was such a teddy bear. I loved him and my heart was hurting for him. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, like, it, it definitely probably the angstier book of mm-hmm. all of them. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's also the sexiest book of all of them mm-hmm. um, just because of the nature of their relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's a, like, it is very unexpected. Um, it's got a lot of bang to it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really, really thrilled um, with the early reviews. So I'm glad people are loving it. It makes me happy. I love that one. And then going back a little bit, so for Isaiah, because uh, we met him in Tragic. Mm-hmm. I remember when I read Tragic, I was, I remember in your group, everybody was asking you if he was going to get a brother going to get a book. And I was yes. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> give me a minute, give me a minute. <laughs> and then you finally announced that he was going to get a book, but he was going to have his, like, going to be in a different series. And it was going to be the second book of the series. So when we finally got his book, I was so nervous going into his book I was excited because I was so curious of how he was gonna move past the guilt that we saw him in tragic Mm because he had so much guilt he was closed off he was you know he shut himself off and didn't let people in so how was it 
how was it diving into his book? Because I feel his book was for me the saddest just because we know where he's coming from and what mm-hmm. he's been through. And it's so, I loved how in the epilogue for that one, we see him and his brother getting together how I really wished and tragic it would have been. So it's like, you know, their families are together and they're brothers. So how was it? diving into his book coming off of how his passing tragic? Um, you know, it was kind of, again, I kind of always knew like, not the details of, of the story, but just like the general feeling. So like the birthday list, for example, like I knew when I started that book, I wanted the hero to be very patient and very like supportive and just like, the guy that she needed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it couldn't have been anybody else. And the same is true with Isaiah's book. Like Genevieve was the woman that he needed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably like, I, like I say, I knew the, the vibe. Um, I knew it was always going to be a slow burn kind of a, and I love marriage of convenience. Like mm-hmm. my, this is my fantasy or my not fantasy, but <laughs> fantasy but my historical romance heart coming coming through (laughs) you give me a good regency marriage of convenience and I will just stay (laughs) all night reading um so (laughs) that's kind of I love marriage of convenience it's my favorite um and that's kind of how that one like I always knew those would be kind of the parameters um like a slow burn marriage of convenience where she is just that patient like she is the person that he needed to kind of get through his past. I literally, that book made me cry. I was like, it's the last book of the series. It I was cried like, I had to reread it the day and I was just like, well, I did a TikTok because I'm sitting here like, my sons are both like, are you okay, mommy? And I was like, I'm <laughs> just my own mind. Cry. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, I'm sad that series is over. Mm-hmm. I miss it, but. It was fun. It was very fun. It was different. You know, it was, it was a different series for me. Um, just with all the, with the suspense and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, was really like, I, I'm probably never going to write the same thing over and over again. And I'm okay with that. Cause I felt like it was day, something, I felt like it was something very different than what we were used to you writing. Yeah. Um, because I know I have a friend who, like what we said earlier, she's like, I don't read MC. I was like, well, you should definitely read it because I don't consider that MC, but it is darker than her usual books. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is. And like the runaway books, again, they're lighter. Um, I say that even though I don't think they're <laughs> lighter. They're shorter. Um, <laughs> I just want to call them lighter. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> um, but again, like, those are different. Like I look at my series and I, I, I look at them all and they each have a very certain feeling, which is what I want. Um, and those feelings are all different, you know, like tattered is just a very, or the Larko books are very, they're feel good. Like if you just want to feel good and read and escape to this little town, mm-hmm. these are the ones, um, the Jameson Valley is probably, those two are probably the most similar. Um, you know, the runaway books are a little different. They've kind of got their own unique premise. The Mason jar books are just going to make you cry. Um, you know, and the tin gypsy books are a little grittier, not mm-hmm. dark. Um, I don't consider them dark, but they're just a little grittier. They have a, like, if you take the romance out of them, they could be just a mystery book. Mm-hmm. I have to say, when I, right when I finished Fallen Chester, I I believe I told Jen, I was like, I am so excited for Tin Queen because I love a Forbidden, like how you said earlier, how because she's the daughter of the enemy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love Forbidden Romance. So I was so excited for Tin Queen. And when I finished it, I how should I say it? I because Emmett was such a huge playboy that you didn't see his soft side. Like when he's with his mom. I know. I love his mom. I get emotional. I'm going to get emotional talking about this. (laughs) 
when um let's see <clears throat> okay i'm not gonna get emotional okay when um they were talking about his dad his how he built his relationship with his mom was really touching and um okay I was, <laughs> i'm totally crying out but um because i don't remember um his his dad getting killed during um oh my yeah, God. <laughs> okay the clover chapel yes oh okay um so um <sighs> i was not thinking i was gonna cry okay um <laughs> So um, his relationship with his mom was really touching. I'm just going to leave it at that because I think I might get even more emotional than, than this. So I just love how, how you showed his, um, his soft side with his mom. And, um, and the way how um, everyone came together for the charity at the end was really sweet. And I love it. And um, the the way how you close everything in this series was perfection. I I seriously don't think because there are some series that I've read and the ending does not close the series, mm -hmm. and you close it really well. Seriously, with with all of your series, you closed all your series really well, and your series are all epic. Like I really don't have any words to describe it besides being epic. And, Thank you so much. And I, and, um, um, and I, like I was telling Jan, her dad deserved to be in jail with how he, with his attitude, he seriously deserved to be in jail, but he did love them in his own effed up way. And I, Everything you close off this series so good. I there's really nothing I can say besides I love it so much. Well, thank you. I'm so honored. I I'm glad you loved it. It's a it is a favorite of mine. It always will mm -hmm. be. Um, skull covers and all. So mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> I want a plaque for my skull covers, and I don't care. Yes, they're staying forever. <laughs> who's your favorite? Who's your favorite hero and heroine from that series? Probably Nova and Emmett. Although okay. Isaiah and Genevieve's is a really close second. But then I really <laughs> like, I mean, Gypsy King's, Gypsy King is really important to me too. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because it sets everything up. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't have the rest without that one. Yeah. So I think that, you know, but Emmett Nova is probably my favorite. And part of that is because of all the people who came before them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is usually how I am when I'm reading. I get to the last one and I'm just like, these are my favorite ever. <laughs> <laughs> Start over at the beginning again. <laughs> so I, now that you're finishing the um, Tin Gypsy series mm -hmm. and you are diving into the Eden. So what can yeah. you tell us about that series? Um, so the Edens is, um, you'll, you'll see when you, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> when you read the first book, um, it's about this, it's a family saga. Um, so the first book is about the oldest brother and there's six kids. There'll be six books. Um, and it has a little bit of, um, Jameson Valley. I don't want to say a feel, but sort of. Um, you know, it's small town, Montana. There's a little bit of suspense mixed in to the first book. Um, I'm writing the second book right now and there's like no suspense, um, because I just, I can't decide. So I just go through and some books have suspense and some don't. Um, but the first one does and some of it is because she is a cop. Um, so she moves and takes on the chief of police position in this, um, little town and has a one night stand with a guy who she thinks is a tourist, like here today, gone tomorrow. And he thinks she's here today, gone tomorrow. And <laughs> the next day they show up at lunch um, and there they are. So it's, it's, um, I don't know if I, I don't really think it's angsty. 
I mean, you can tell me if you think it's anything or not. I don't really think so. <laughs> um, you know, it's just kind of this, the series will just be about this family. Um, each of the siblings will have a book. Um, and yeah, I think they'll, they'll all kind of get written um, over the next year or two. <laughs> I love anything you write though, but that, that's Thank just me you. being. <laughs> and then I know, cause you did write the Tin Gypsy and the Runaway series under Daphne Perry uh, together. So you were alternate between one series and the other. Are you going to do the same thing with the Edens? Or are you just focusing on that series and Willa Nash? Or are you doing two book series with um, Devin Perry? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to make the poor planning decisions in 2021 that I made. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, at this, at right today, as of today, um, August 23rd, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm going to just probably have one Devney Perry series going for a while. Um, I might add one later on as we get towards the end of the Edens, but my plan right now is to write um, an Edens book and then work on the Calamity series. So the Calamity series will likely wrap up um, unless, Jan, you get your 20 <laughs> Unless you can do seven books, um, <laughs> crossing my fingers, <laughs> they'll most likely wrap up in um, 2022. So I'll probably release two or three. Um, don't hold me to that. And then um, I am going to write something different for under Will and Nash. Maybe um, I haven't decided if it's going to be Will and Nash or Devney Perry, um, but it's going to be a standalone. Um, I always say it's a standalone and then I create a series around it. But <laughs> I'm very unpredictable. The problem is I get attached to my side characters. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, that's the plan right now. One Devney Perry, one Will and Ash. I'll alternate them back and forth. Um, and that might change, but that's the plan. I'm going to send like weekly messages. Seven books, seven books. <laughs> <laughs> what, seven? <laughs> but that's so amazing like I truly can't put in words to how much I love your books thank it, you they're oh, amazing guys. thank you and it's like I said it's such an honor that we had you here today uh we love your books I cannot wait for everything that's to come for the seven books in the Will and Ash series <laughs> for the rest of the Edens it's it was an honor having you here and I can't wait to see whatever you have in stock and I cannot wait for everyone to finally read Tin Queen. It is one of my favorites. Fallen Jester and Tin Queen like come side to side. It's just, I love your surprise pregnancy though. That was. Well, and that's one of my favorites. We like, need more. <laughs> like I am so, give me a marriage of convenience. Give me a secret baby. Give me a surprise pregnancy. <laughs> like I'm there. I'm there for it. So Yes. So thank you so much for joining us and happy release day too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And then like thank I said, you. happy release and we hope you have a good night. You too. Yes. Thanks you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much, Devney Perry, for being on our podcast today. It's such an honor and a pleasure to have her here. <sighs> I got emotional, but because you guys know that we all love Devney books so much. She seriously writes some of the best, some of the best small towns, some of the angstiest books, and everything she writes is amazing and epic. Even so, though she says they're not angsty, I feel like they are angsty. <laughs> they are, girl. Like I can't tell you how many times I've cried for her books. Like I, yes. I can't keep track. So, yes, Tate they are Queen angsty. definitely made me cry. Um, Fallen Jester made me cry. I mean, I mm -hmm. all of her books have made me cry. Yes. And I think that's what, and I always say this, if a book makes me cry, 
that yes. automatically makes the book one of my favorites yes <laughs> so yes. it like you said it was an honor having her here i am so thankful that she agreed to do this interview with us i yes. love her so much mm -hmm. i love her books and i am so excited for people to read tin queen like she mentioned before i don't if you're not into mc then you will totally love the series. I don't consider yes. this an MC. So I, you know, like I told a friend, because she did, like I was telling Devney, she messaged me. She's like, I love the covers. You know, the blurb sounds really good on these books, mm -hmm. but I don't read MC. And I mm -hmm. told her, girl, read them. Yeah. They're not MC. It's, I mean, they have a little concept of it. Like she said, you yeah. know, it's mm -hmm. the end of a MC club. So it's the afterwards yeah. of mm -hmm. the club. So yeah. definitely pick it up. You don't have to mm -hmm. be an MC fan to love it. I mm -hmm. am obsessed with these books, obsessed with yes. their series. Make sure you add the Edens, the first mm -hmm. book, to your uh, Indigo Ridge, to your TBR. Mm -hmm. And yes. I believe you can pre-order it already. So make sure you pre-order that book. Mm-hmm. And I'm still crossing my fingers for that seven book of Orla Nash. Seriously, you know, the, the booty, that very small novella. Like, I wanted more of that couple. <laughs> like, I was like, people write novellas, please write thick books for it. Because I would love Even more. when she writes thick books, like the when she was saying about the Jamison um, series, like, mm -hmm. I feel that they're so short. I'm like, I want yeah. more. <laughs> Yes, we need more. <laughs> yes. So once again, thank you, Devney, for being on our podcast. And in case you missed it, we do have our 500 giveaway on Instagram. Thank you so much for all, everyone who's following us, listening to us blab about books that we love. And um, so if you missed the giveaway, it will be closing this Saturday the fourth so remember to enter it and if you have any questions you can message us at book buzz podcast on instagram hope you guys have a good rest of the week bye bye <laughs>